Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, how's it going? Pretty good, thank you very much. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. We're back for another episode this week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks if you listened last week. Yeah. And helping to make it our most popular episode today. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Listens and downloads. I mean, only about 300 of them were me, so... The rest of you have also put a good shift in, I have to say. Well, thanks. (laughs) You're very welcome, Josh. Last week, of course, was quite an emotional time for me because we recorded the podcast just as I'd returned from Florida. The day of my return, in fact, indeed. So I was feeling withdrawal symptoms even at that early stage. Things haven't improved this week, I have to say. I mean, Um, you are in full... Exactly. You know, I'm having a bit of a sort of... Uh, other than the jeans, it's full, full Disney World setup, really. Yeah, sort of post-theme park traumatic stress disorder here, trying to keep everything fresh and going, trying to convince myself that I'm kind of still in theme park mode by wearing my newest pair of novelty socks purchased from Universal Studios. They are cracking. They are. They're uh, odd socks, but of by the design. same pair. By design, indeed. Back to the Future, one pair is... or well, one sock is... Great Scott! Yeah, great sock, I think. Oh, <laughs> boom. And uh, the other one is uh, Dear Marty McFly. Um, purchased from the shop by... Trans- you mean Calvin Klein? Yes. Uh, purchased from that shop by Transformers. It's like a sort of vintage that's movie a, shop. That's a good name for a There's, shop. I don't know what it's called exactly, but... Shop, the shop by Transformers. Shop by Transformers, yeah. Open so, 9 so, till 5. Sounds like it's a brand, doesn't it? Number 6 by Transformers. Um, yeah. Uh, like Gautier by Gautier. <laughs> Also bought a Jaws pair of socks, which are not odd socks, but they are branded as odd socks. But those are the same; they're both the same sock. So oh, a bit of inconsistency there, but you know. How are they? Oh, the brand is the brand odd. is odd socks. Oh, okay. but I think Universal like licensed them to make pop. Yes, make socks for the park. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then I'm also wearing some hot merch in the form of a Park Rush T-shirt, which is great. Which is uh, one of only two in existence because I ordered one. Well, I started ordering one and then thought that logo is a bit off center. So I started work on another one and ordered that. But then I also got the one that was off center, but only got charged for one of them. So I've got two shirts. Sure. So yeah. Okay. It's that. But I don't think either of them will fit you, unfortunately, Josh. No. So one's just kind of hanging out in my, in my drawers. In your drawers. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> another way that I've tried to keep the theme park stuff going. Um, is we saw Dumbo last night. We Josh, did the new Dumbo uh, yeah. in what's known over here as 4DX. Yeah. I don't know if this kind of thing exists in America. I assume it must do it must somewhere. Do. But one of the cinema chains here, Cineworld, um, at certain cinemas has uh, 4DX screens. Which, if you're familiar with something like Shrek 4D at Universal or uh, It's Tough to Be a Bug at Animal Kingdom. Kind of like that. It's a, a cinema screening where the yeah. chairs move, there water gets sprayed at you. There's, there's wind, there's wind effect, strobe lighting. Indeed, there are smells as well. We didn't get any smells. No, uh, no in no Dumbo. Smells. But hey, it was kind of cool, I guess. The 4DX side of things. I don't think I'd want to watch a film I really cared about in that way. Because you laughed every time the chair moved. <laughs> I just found the whole thing inherently ridiculous. Like. I've just finished a day at work. I am a young professional, and here I am. Yeah, it- <laughs> watching Dumbo in my seat. He's moving along to the flight of the elephant, and there are 
I just feel like I should be going, wee. I was in a suit. <laughs> exactly. It was just the whole situation was kind of bizarre and surreal. Yeah. But the seat movement was quite smooth, certainly more so than Shrek. Yeah. Which feels like it's actively trying to break your spine <laughs> at this does. point. Yeah. That really needs a bit of an update. But the film... Uh, well, you know, I'm a bit of a Disney apologist. I'll give everything Disney does a, ch- a fair crack of the whip, I feel. I want Disney stuff to be good. Yes. Especially when it's associated with uh, pleasant memories from my childhood. But I can't say I massively enjoyed Tim Burton's Dumbo. No. It was kind of left me feeling a bit cold. The whole Yeah, the whole I mean, thing. we were sitting in a fast food chain beforehand mm. uh, trying to figure out what was the last good Tim Burton film? Because you were saying that Nightmare Before Christmas wasn't actually directed by Tim Burton. No, so his name is obviously very heavily associated with it, but as far as I'm yeah. aware, he was just sort of in a producer kind of Right. So then, like, it goes back to... Kind of like, you know, on the Back to the Future hands. poster, it says, Steven Spielberg presents. Yes. But then also does say, a Robert Zemeckis film. Yeah. Whereas uh, Nightmare Before Christmas has the Tim Burton presents... But it doesn't have the name of the actual director. Yeah, it's, it's known as Tim Burton's A Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas. And this kind of stuff you see happen all the time, like Spider-Man, Spy- Into the Spider-Verse. The only names you really hear associated with that are Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, yeah. the Lego movie 21 Jump Street guys. And obviously they played a big role in it, but they didn't direct the film. No. But those are the names you, you hear about it. But Nightmare Before Christmas is maybe the most yeah. infamous example because Tim Burton's name is literally almost part of the title of the film yeah. in, a, in, a, in a sense. That's I mean, the way the poster's always presented so, it. So you go back and you got Alice through the looking glass. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Don't, not great. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Not great. Corpse Bride's pretty good. I think I that was him. I never saw Corpse Bride. I think that was him. Right. It was of that Nightmare Before Christmas yeah. style, that kind of homemade stop motion. Yes. Look, and I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty. Was that sure, just another Tim Burton present? Well, I'm, that's what I'm starting to question now. I'm pretty sure it was an actual Tim Burton film, but I'm going to have to look that up after we record this now because I've cast doubt in my own mind. But yeah, it's been a while either way. Yeah. So, since so basically, Tim Burton made a good film. Yeah. And Dumbo is not particularly brilliant. Yeah. I we continue searching for a new good Tim Burton film. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I feel like if he's going to have one more crack of the whip. When it comes to Disney, the one that he maybe could have a decent shot at is something like Pinocchio, which has also got some sort of dark, twisted imagery. That yeah, that's kind of dark. If Disney allowed him to go all in on it, he could maybe do something quite interesting. That's but I want to say Guillermo del Toro has said he would love to make a Pinocchio film and maybe gone as far as saying he is making a Pinocchio film. Yeah, I believe so. Disney. There's no... He's making Disney a Pinocchio. don't own Pinocchio. So. No. He is making a Pinocchio for sure. I think he might be doing it for Netflix. I I want to say I've read something yeah. about Guillermo del Toro making a Pinocchio film for Netflix, but I, think I might, might be, be right. getting things mixed up, my wires crossed, but I want to say that's been mooted at the very least. Mm. But whatever. Dumbo, uh, not... Not highly recommended from us. As of recording, we are eagerly anticipating a screening of How to Train Your Dragon 3, which <laughs> yeah. I anticipate being a far better family yeah. film. My favourite uh, DreamWorks franchise. Um, I think there's... Yeah, I think that could be that could be true of me as well, actually. I mean, 
for nostalgia reasons. I I hold Shrek one close to my heart, but Shrek kind of, one and two are Shrek one especially. Yeah, but Shrek one and two are good films. Yes, they ran Shrek into the ground. Yeah. Quite frankly, and uh, Shrek the third, Kung Fu Panda's bad. all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't hold it in as the same regard. I like the penguins in Madagascar. That is a good point of Madagascar. Kowalski. It's just a cool name. I quote that all the time. You know, smile and wave, boys. <laughs> smile and wave. Indeed. Yeah. That's what I tell my family every time we're coming up on the photo opportunity on theme park rides, actually. I, I The photo opportunity, every time, like, I have imprinted where the cameras are. I do on some rides. I know it on pretty much every ride now. Fair enough. And it astounds me when people that have been as often as I have don't know right. where they are. Ah. The, the ones that we know with full confidence and are on rides that kind of allow you to prepare a ridiculous pose yeah. are Dinosaur at Animal Kingdom. So that's yeah. maybe the best family theme park ride we've ever bought is us on Dinosaur, that's a good knowing one. exactly where it is. With the dinosaur and all sort of. Looking. That's a good one if you've got a big fat big party as well. Yeah, you can get so that will be good for for your lot yes. when you go in a few weeks' time. Jurassic Park's always a fun one to do. I I always like a uh, Splash Mountain. Yes, that's classic. an obvious one. Yeah. So yeah, it's there's there's plenty of good theme park. Photos. Rock and Roller Coaster. That's a blatant one where that is. Yeah, Tower of Terror. I seem to remember has one, right? Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Spider Man doesn't have one, even though there's a gag at the end. Suggesting that there would be yes, and the Simpsons also. So, yeah, uh, that's that's always quite funny because you, you definitely, I think, you do sometimes get a sense that there are people on the ride who think that's a photo and actually maybe pose for it or something. Yeah, and obviously it turns out that there's nothing you, there. You couldn't do one on the Simpsons based on you know because of the ride no, system, no. but um, but hey, uh, yeah. So Josh, this week, yes. we um, as we mentioned last week, we've got a few trip reports coming up from my recent trip to Florida, and then we'll do some more when you get back as well. Yeah. But um, there's been news this week, not quite as much as last week, no. because last week was kind of crazy. There yeah. was kind of significant updates on Star Wars, Harry Potter, Jurassic Park. Basically, every major theme park ride in development was touched upon last week. This week, though, there's still some cool stuff to talk about. Yeah. We're going to start with. Stranger Things sure are. made a bit of a splash online a couple of weeks ago because they put out the trailer for season three, or, or Stranger Things three is I guess kind of how they've been branded. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like I feel like the branding means they well. should be different stories each series. Mm. That's how the branding sells itself. Right, so that's like not with different characters. You mean? Yeah, I did kind of think that might be the route they go to when when Stranger Things one finished and they said, "Oh yeah, we're making two and. You did yeah. kind of wonder, oh, is this going to be with different characters? But um, I didn't think season two was as strong as season one. No. It did but obviously the, lose the surprise factor. But the characters were better. The characters actually were developed pretty well, I yeah. thought. And, you know. I enjoyed the character interaction a lot more in the second one than the first one, but I felt like the story was lacking compared to the first True. One. I think all the characters have been on pretty good arcs, though. Yes. Like Steve especially. Steve yeah. is everyone's boy at this point. Yeah, Steve's great. He is indeed. Um Stranger Things has obviously been a massive pop culture phenomenon. Sure has. Was at Universal Halloween Horror Nights last year, and Universal this week confirmed that Stranger Things would return to the park this Halloween. Yeah. With, I think, two new... Is it two new mazes or one new maze, but inspired by seasons two and three? Yes. So the first maze they did was inspired by season one, I think. 
yeah. had the classic imagery with the you know the Christmas lights hung up were yeah. a big part of it and um, this this one's going to be inspired by season two and three. So people have been saying that the uh, trailer shows off stuff that could print. It feels like it was designed to go into a maze at Hall- Halloween Horror Nights. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we don't know too much about season three, but I was trying to think of stuff from season two that would potentially have a role to play in a in a maze like this. And I was thinking, I guess the the I don't know what they ended up calling them, but the 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 dog versions of the Demogorgon or whatever, yeah, would maybe be in there. Yeah, the cave system, I guess, yeah, would be like uh, theming. Yeah, probably rather than it being you go through the the house of the of the kids. But yeah, I mean, obviously a really popular maze last yeah. year, and from what I saw, obviously neither of us were able to do it, but watched videos of it on YouTube, and man, I, it's something I wish I could have done. Yes. So it doesn't really surprise me that that it's coming back. Do you think they all? I don't. Did, were the cast particularly involved in the last one? Did they? It's all no. like live actors, isn't it? There's no screen yeah. It's, stuff it's all like yeah, professional scare actors, right? Uh, and there's very set rules in how you uh, handle the whole thing. You know, angles that you have to come in at, and uh, you they you you don't touch them, they don't touch you. Mm. Um, stuff like that. There's a certain thing about you can't come from certain angles because then, or you don't come from certain angles because then people are more likely to lash out. Right. And they've put out a cool poster as well, which looks neat. And yeah, it's coming in October. Obviously, well, that's a really October, cool logo. Late September, I guess. Halloween night start. The the only way to make this logo even better or this poster even better is to put Keenan and Kel inside the globe. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who haven't seen it. Um, we're looking at it on a Forbes.com article, but obviously you'll be able to find it on the Universal blog, I'd assume. It has the uh, Universal Studios Global kind of decrepit with, I guess that's Will in the foreground. Looking it looks at like it. Will. Yeah, uh, amongst a sort of field of disheveled looking pumpkins. The big kind of spidery looking... Um, what, what What is the sort of dark entity known as in Stranger Things. I'm forgetting. Does it even have a name? Or do Not they call it something in particular? But the big thing that they kind of see in the sky. Yeah, it's like in dreams and, and at first. And yeah, then, yeah, approaching the town in season two. Uh, there's a caravan there as well. Is that a caravan That's in a the bus. back of a school bus? That's a school, like a school bus. Because there is a school bus scene in Stranger Things too. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's also um, the little pet dog thing that Dustin adopts. Yes, in season two, seems to be perched on one of those pumpkins. So there's there's some nice little Easter eggs and attention to detail on the poster already that fans can can have a look at. I don't suppose either of us will make it to it this year. Unfortunately, it'll be no. another YouTube job for me. But yes, maybe hey we'll make it to some uh, UK equivalents. Yeah, who knows? Maybe. But season three starts on July fourth. Yeah. I say starts. It it is out on July fourth. Yeah. Netflix. So. Looking forward to that very much. It's it was a, it's a really cool trailer if you haven't seen it. But yeah, Stranger Things coming back to Universal, Orlando and Hollywood, which makes sense. Yeah, so Exciting get things. hyped, everybody. Get hyped. It's big. It's always big. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, moving on, we're going to jump over to some Disney news now, Josh. Yeah. This is weird. So this isn't ride news or attraction news no. or anything. This is kind of policy news. Yes, yeah, important but it's policy big, news. Big. What's huge. the policy news? So. Uh, coming in from the 1st of May, they are putting limits on strollers, okay. smoking, and ice. 
Stroller's answer to the baby from Who Framed Roger Rabbit is going to be particularly upset. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because mm. uh, he, he's got an oversized stroller and he smokes cigars. Indeed. So, uh, the new rule, uh, this is coming into Disneyland, the whole thing. So, uh, Disneyland, uh, the park, California Adventure, and their Disney Springs, downtown Disney there. Right. Because they're all within security. Like Paris. Like Paris. Uh, so, they're all going to be non-smoking. Okay. Everywhere. There's going to be a designated smoking area outside the gates. Okay. Uh, within security still, but outside the gates. At Disney World, all of the parks are non now non- going to be non-smoking. There'll be designated smoking areas outside the gates. Disney, Disney Springs uh, still will allow smoking. Anywhere? Yeah. Well, there's no... Well, yeah. Because there's no um, security there. Right. So... What about vaping? Uh, vaping is also not allowed in the parks. Ah, uh, right. Anything that produces uh, smoke uh, or any any sort of replacement for uh, cigarettes, not allowed. I guess patches and chewing gum would be allowed. Right, yes, you would think so. Yeah. Now, I mean, that doesn't really affect me, um, to be honest. No, I'm not a smoker. No, no one in my family smokes either. And to be honest, I'm not that fussed about having smoking areas in theme parks. So, yes. I, I'm not, I'm not. As I said, because none of my fam doesn't affect me in any way. I don't care that they've ripped them out. I can understand why people might be annoyed, but I don't know. It's easy for me to say somebody who's never smoked, but I feel like you know. You I, I, I I felt like I never had an issue anyway. No, at Disney World. No, um, I can't no. say I've ever noticed the smoking areas. Yeah. You know, if you told me there'd never been smoking areas at Disney, I would have not necessarily questioned it because I've never sought them out or really you know come across them but i must say banning strollers i am fully in favor of yeah i might go so far as to say ban children (laughs) so there was already wow there's (laughs) there was already a limit on strollers anyway right they can be over a certain size but they've reduced the size so it can't be any bigger than uh 79 centimeters wide to 132 centimeters long that is if you're american 31 inches or old over here uh 52 inches uh, 31 inches wide, 52 inches long. There's like these weird sort of like push like wagons that will no longer be permitted that I've seen cropping up a lot more often. Right. Which sort of looks like a a bed. Okay. Do you get them trolleys that you used to put bricks on as a kid? Um, and you push around? No. No. Not? I obviously, my childhood was lacking compared yeah. to yours. Uh, it's kind of like one of them, but you put like kids in it. Right. Okay. Uh, they're banned. They're all banned. Um, so like a normal pushchair, you basically. Just made it sound like you grew up in like the forties or something. Because there's any youngsters here listening, and just yeah. like play Fortnite, and you're like, oh, when I was a kid, I used to put bricks on a trolley and yeah. push it around. Which well, you, know, you there's like bricks and they had le- letters on them, no, and numbers. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. And then there's like a trolley that you could put more. Well, you know, as I said, we all uh, stay out, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's. Um, so you won't be able to do that at Disney either. No. No bricks on trolleys. No. Oh. Well, I mean, as I say, I'm all in favour, to be honest. I mean, these parks get so crowded, and I genuinely do believe, like, beyond the inconvenience of getting stuck behind a stroller, for example, while you're trying to get somewhere, yeah, can be frustrating. But I also think, you know, there could be a genuine safety risk if the park's packed, people pushing strollers around, all of a sudden there's a lot less room to manoeuvre. Yeah. easily envisage someone getting whacked. If, if you things. are concerned that your stroller is too big, you can rent one from Disney. Mm. 
Um, I don't know the price. They probably have some cool characters on them. No, they're kind of just blue. Oh, right. and made of plastic. Oh, well. Just pretend it's the Tomorrowland train. Yeah, why not? Which, you know. Yeah. Um, Travelling style that way. That there's also... A, yeah, they've also put a limit on ice. Basically, you can't bring ice into the parks anymore. Why is that? Because um, it makes it harder for security. Right. Because security have to go through your cool bag, have to like move... Okay. And, like water and ice melting. You can't have dry ice anymore. Right. Because you might hide like beer in it or something. Um, so no ice. You can have a cooler, but no ice. No ice. You can take ice packs. Right. You know, um, but no ice. No loose ice. No dry ice. Right. Okay. No cold water. So this this isn't. I assume the, the kids you're bringing this isn't going to affect them. No, I mean no strollers. Yeah, uh, two of them will walk. One of them will have a. Uh, pushchair, fold, okay. collapsible pushchair. Right, and they're, they're be, still fine. Yeah, um, pushchairs are fine because uh, they they'll be smaller than. And none of them smoke, I assume. Uh, oh, they're t- they're twenty packs a day, guys. <laughs> they are, yeah, big time smokers. Oh, well, so they might struggle. To, you're gonna have to try and get them off it before you go. <laughs> yeah, or at least sort of wean yeah, them off get them it, to yeah. adapt to. Just like, make them go cold turkey. Like. <laughs> yes. Swap the cigarettes for uh, turkey legs. Indeed, indeed. Well. I mean, as I say, all in favour of the prams now, just the children to go, and the experience <laughs> of Disney World would improve dramatically. Oh, I mean, we didn't, we kids didn't, who don't look where they're going, running yeah. across your path. We didn't have an issue with God you know stereotypically it. France, well known for or stereotypically known for smoking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, smoke, being able to smoke from like fourteen or something. I don't know if the rules have changed recently. Uh, and we, I don't say, I wouldn't even say there was a. I really noticed any smokers in Paris either. Disneyland. No, but just to be clear, are these new rules only applying to Florida and California at the moment? Uh, yes. Right. Because, uh, well, because they would be governed by European laws oh, of course. in France. So yes. I think they're probably banned anyway. Right. In Paris. Okay. By law. Hmm. Um, like, you can't go to a... You have the designated smoking areas that... You can't smoke in stadiums and things like that mm-hmm. anymore legally, so... Right. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. Disney have also announced some other restrictions, yeah. but, uh, only applicable to Galaxy's Edge, which we talked about last week. Last week, we talked about the fact that they are not going to be having fast passes in Galaxy's Edge at opening, so no, everyone will be on a, a level playing field when it comes to trying to get on the uh, Smuggler's Run Millennium Falcon ride. Yeah, the only ride that will be open. Indeed. And then also... Once Rise of the Resistance opens, presumably in maybe November, December time, that will also not have fast passes initially. So we're probably not looking at fast passes coming in at all until 2020 yeah. in Galaxy's Edge, which doesn't sound like a real year. It's oh, <laughs> yeah, like eight months away, nine months away. I mean, there's a, there's an American re-election in 2020, right? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um. And now Disney have announced that they're going to be limiting the time you can spend in Galaxy's Edge when it opens. Yeah. They're also not going to allow standby entrance. So just reinforcing the thing that I also think we talked about last week. You're going to have to reserve a place at Galaxy's Edge if you want to get in. Yeah. So you cannot turn up at Disneyland or Hollywood Studios and just go to Galaxy's Edge. You have to have reserved like a slot, I guess, or just reserved a place there. Well, yeah, so this is specifically Disneyland. Okay. The rules for Disney World haven't been sort of announced officially oh, okay. yet. I mean, um, I would assume they're going to be the same. Yeah, uh, but obviously this is opening a lot earlier than they wanted to initially because of trying to compete with Hagrid, right? right. 
Uh, so this is basically an announced soft opening. It it really is, isn't it? It's kind of it, all the all the policies are very indicative of it being a soft opening, but obviously they're not framing it like that because they want to build yeah. as much hype for it as possible. So the I mean, what what do you make of this? You think it will make sense? The fact that they're going to be limiting time and whatnot. I mean, it doesn't sound like a huge problem to me because there is only one ride there, and one would hope that the time allotment that you are given will allow you know we'll, we'll, we'll compensate for the fact that there will be a queue for the ride and there'll yeah. probably be queues for the shops and queues for the food stands and the time you're given in the land should allow for all of those things you would not want to be in a situation where all right you're in and out in an hour please yeah so, yeah but the queue for the ride's 45 minutes or an hour yeah. I'm, it's probably going to be three hours well yes but <laughs> well that would be clearly ridiculous they can't yeah. say you're only in for an hour if the ride's three hour queue yeah. that's you're, absurd so the limit has to be what Five hours. The limit has got to be at least as long as whatever the queue is for Falcon, the Falcon, right? Yeah. I think, and 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 it should really be a little bit longer because you know it's in Disney's interest for you to go in the shops and spend more money. Yeah. So you just going on the ride doesn't really help them. No, exactly. So I think it does make sense, but I don't think it's going to be nearly as restrictive as it sounds on paper because I don't think it can be. Yeah. Unless it's really crazy and they. Like yeah, we don't want the ride queue going. They over basically, an hour or they basically don't just don't want you standing around all day. I think that's the in thing. that land. Yeah, they they want you to get out once yeah. you've seen it all, and also you know spend time in the rest of the park where there are also other opportunities to spend more money. Exactly. So um, yeah, I just yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen people tweeting about this. I posted it in the Disney Park subreddit. So there's some comments on there that I've been reading. Uh, some people have paid obviously thousands of dollars to go to this event mm. at, on opening day or opening week or whatever to then be limited to X amount of hours in that one day that they mm. can go. People are a bit annoyed. Fair enough. I can see why that would be the case. But I think it should lead, I think, to a better experience once you are in there. Once you come, you know, once you realize that, okay, obviously. It's frustrating on an individual basis that I am being limited in my, the time I can spend in here. Yeah. But so is everyone else. Yeah. And therefore, it should make for a less crowded, maybe even slight, even if it's only slightly less crowded, less hectic experience because everyone in here with me yeah. knows they don't have unlimited time guess, in here. I guess they could do it like they do so uh, extra magic in. hours or something like that. So you yeah. have slots. So you get in it. Uh, so it's like, right, you're, you, there's 10,000 people and you have the, Eight till uh, I know eleven slot, mm. uh, and that's you get three hours. Of, you know the ride and the, the queue rides only gonna be like an hour long, and the shops are only gonna be like ten minutes queues or whatever. I think that gives you enough time to experience that area. As long as you have at least twelve past six, I imagine. Well, yeah, you should be fine. Yeah, um, and then you can like, and then you limit people to only being able to go in at their allotted time. Yeah, rather than being allowed to go in whenever, and you know, then have like three hours from that point, then you can reduce the queue times and everything will be fine. Mm. If you allow people to just go in willy-nilly mm. uh, whenever, you know, even if they have a reservation, then that's when you get long queues. Mm. And no standby line. As somebody who, well, was, when I first joined the queue for Avatar yeah. ride, it was almost going out of the land. Yes. Um, I, I think that's a, that's a good move as well. And yeah. in the early days of Hogsmeade as well, you had queues flowing into Lost Continent or whatever, Jurassic Park, which were, you know, crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, no standby line makes sense. And then the, the final 
thing that Disney have announced in regards to the opening of Galaxy's Edge is that they will allow for bathroom passes. So yes, I guess this does imply that despite the limits they're going to put on how many people are going to be in the land, they do still expect queues for the Falcon ride to get long. Yeah. So basically this will, as it the name implies, allow you to go to the bathroom if you're stuck in a queue for hours and need to go. They will let you go and then come back in. And the way they do it, so they, the way they do this on Avatar Flight of Passage is you uh, get given a pass when you leave the queue. When you come back to the queue, rather than obviously go through the queue trying to find your party, yeah. they just put you in the holding area where FastPass guys join the line. Yeah. And once your family have caught up with you, you then join them again. Yeah. So, you know, the only the, the only downside to this is obviously you'll probably be alone in the queue without the rest yeah. of your group for, you know, potentially. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about this. I think obviously, it's, you know, queuing for four hours with kids, probably not the best thing anyway. True. Um, I, I would probably, if, if I was in that predicament, I'd probably fake the need to go to the toilet just so I could get away from it all, to be yeah. honest. But, uh, you know, what if the your family of four, two parents, two kids, the kids need to go to the toilet? Mm-hmm. So you take the kids to the toilet. You know, then that one parent who's taking the kids is then left with them standing around in the fast pass area while you know for a couple of hours while the other parent is still in the other queue, and you have to just wait in a holding area for two hours. Well, yeah, it's it's even harder to entertain kids when you're not even moving. True, but you know, make sure they go before they join the queue. Oh well, yeah, that is so the rule. That's the rule, and you know, just crack down. They're yeah. gonna have to hold it. Yeah, make them sweat it out. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, clearly they are anticipating Galaxy's Edge being absolutely mental and demand being yeah. extremely high. So we'll have to wait and see. I guess the, exactly the good news of out, this is that when it opens in Hollywood Studios, the queue for Avatar might go down. Yes, that would be great if, if it did. I mean, one would assume queue, queue lines across the other three parks and the rest of Hollywood Studios may well plummet somewhat. Yes. So we can hope. We Summit Plummet. That, that would be good. Like, uh, Blizzard Beach. Yeah. And staying within Hollywood Studios. Now, you thought Galaxy's Edge was the Ugh. biggest project they had going. No, no. It's not. It's not. The biggest project they have going is, in fact, now complete, right? Or almost complete, because yeah. they're taking reservations at the ABC Commissary Counter Service. Yep. Get uh, hype, Josh. Yeah, so this actually comes in the day I get back from Disney World. <sighs> yeah, June 2nd. Got it. Yeah, uh... So this is a counter service restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've ever eaten in the ABC commissary. I have not. But you know what a fast pass, uh, fast uh, counter service restaurant at Disney looks like? Yes, we went it's to like, lots of them in Paris. Yeah, it's like a McDonald's or a Burger King or yeah. whatever like that. That's one in Animal Kingdom. Well. Yeah. But they've also... Restaurantosaurus is where we went. Oh, I've Kingdom. eaten in Restaurantosaurus yes. as well, yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Nice burger topping bar they mm. have there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll be able to take reservations now. Well, they'll accept reservations. So you book a table at a counter service. It's like booking a table at McDonald's. That's weird. Yeah. So they already let you order food on your phone. Yeah. For counter service. Which is a great idea. Which makes sense to me. Booking a table seems weird. Yeah. I mean, imagine walking into a McDonald's and seeing a reserved placard on the table. I would flick it off the table. What's going on here? No. Yeah, exactly. This is a fast food place. The whole point is that I'm able to grab my food and then go and sit down and I'm eating within five minutes of walking in. Yeah, Not, so... Uh, yeah, where's I, the table? They're all reserved. What do I, I do? I added this because it's so random. It does seem bizarre. Yeah. It does seem bizarre. Like, there's no way I'm 
if I'm booking a reservation, it's not for a counter service restaurant. No, no. But I guess that is to what extent they feel like is that's how crazy Star Wars is going to be. Mm. So they're going to need to add this in. Uh, obviously, there was a sit down restaurant which turned into a counter service in Star Wars in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. So maybe this is a trial for when that comes in. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. Um, that's not a bad shout. Which makes sense to me. There aren't many. How many? How many sit down restaurants are there in Disney? There aren't that many, are there? There's the one near the front of Magic Kingdom, right? The sort of. There's quite... a surprising. I think there's a few. Oh, yeah. Um. So you've got. Are there uh, any in Universal in the parks themselves? I don't. It's that that. Um, not off the top of my head. The one in Lost Continent, Mythos. Is that one? Yeah, sit down, maybe. I think so. Right. There, are, there seemed to be a, a fair number in Paris, wasn't there? There was the one near Ratatouille. There was the one near Pirates of the Caribbean. They looked like sit-down restaurants. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There was Mama Melrose. I don't know if that's still open uh, at Hollywood Studios. There was Pizza Rizzo's. I don't know if that's still open. Uh, there is the uh, one that is you like sit in like car-shaped booths, and it's like meant to be like you're in a uh, you know car park cinema. Oh yeah, that um, rings a bell. And there's a couple, there's a, a couple of others at Disney at Hollywood Studios as well, just mm. Hollywood Studios. Um, so there's quite a few. A lot of people like to go to fancy-ish restaurants. Obviously, you have got Be Our Guest, um, which is in the Beauty okay. and Beast Castle, right at Magic Kingdom. Uh, that's that's always fully booked, basically. Mm. Um, you can well, Cinderella Castle. We tried to book a few sit downs, didn't? Or I think we tried to book one while we were in Paris because yes. we had our dining plan thing and we thought oh we may as well redeem one on like the most expensive possible place to eat and it was a struggle yeah we just ended up doing counter service all the time but yeah um abc themed obviously might be cool but i I mean universal are building something which i assume is going to be somewhat similar in terms of theming they're building their today cafe yeah they got the jimmy fallon tonight show yeah or was it the tonight show jimmy fallon yeah yeah, maybe. And so, they're, yeah, they've got the Today Cafe that's replacing, I can't remember what it was called exactly, but they've always had a cafe at the very front of the park across from the gift shop. Yep. And that is just being rethemed. It was, I think it's close to done. It, it looked, you could yeah, tell. It's, it's there pretty much there. Hoardings up around it when I was there. So, yeah, it's um, it doesn't look too far away from being done. Josh, believe it or not, we're going to leave Florida for the final news item. Yeah. Now, we have been... Having some UK news segments, yeah. But this time we are crossing over into Europe. If you count Turkey as Europe, I, yeah, yeah. I guess it's kind of on the continent, part it, of it. Yeah, they play in the European Championships. Yeah, so. part of Russia's on the continent, part of Turkey's on the continent. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Wonderland Eurasia, the biggest theme park in Europe, has opened in the Turkish capital of Ankara. Yeah, and apparently the metro wants to go. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. Is- <laughs> Which is yeah, where we're reading this. Indeed, we are. Um, it claims to have 26 large rides and 2,117 smaller rides. Mm. Is that a typo? Because that's sounds- That seems like a lot, doesn't it? It depends what they consider a ride, I guess. What's a smaller ride? What is a ride? Uh, I mean, I, I would consider... If you're a kid, just being in a stroller might be a ride. Yeah, have, maybe that's it. Maybe they have 2,100 2, strollers. Yeah, <laughs> And 17 other rides. Every individual bumper car on this bumper car attraction is its own ride. I mean, that... It will never be the same thing twice. It's all down to you, the driver. Oh, yeah. Maybe, I mean, that could be how they're, you know... Theme park companies often sometimes do this. Mm. They try and play the PR role. 
Well, I mean, with a park like this, you've got obviously no, you know, licenses, no IP, even though there are some very clear. Well, they're either blatant rip-offs of stuff like Jurassic Park and Transformers, or they've just thought, you know what, we're going to build Optimus Prime, and until Universal come after us about it, we don't care. Yeah. It seems to be the approach that's they're how, taking. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Um, there's a, a video on YouTube from the opening that I think the park itself has put out. And, I mean, it does look huge, and, you know, the rides, there are some sort of big generic-looking coasters, there are a few indoor kiddie rides, there's one that looks like a, a total copy of it's a small world really so um it's pretty big i mean look, the the dinosaur jungle area covers twenty thousand square meters and has a 70 meter long dinosaur right it's pretty big yeah and it says that it could end up in the guinness book of records as the largest animatronic dinosaur in the world yeah which is kind of crazy and i guess when you're a park like this which as i say with no real license support no big name on it you're in a country that isn't necessarily known for theme parks. I guess you have to really push the envelope in other ways and just sort of put in lo- putting loads of big numbers out there. Like, oh, we've got the biggest... Well, we are the biggest park with the most small rides <laughs> and a massive dinosaur that moves. You'd be like, eh, fair enough. Yeah. I don't know. Is anyone going to go to Turkey for this park? Probably not. But will people go to this park if they happen to be in Turkey? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Turkey, I think the Turkey tourism industry has had a you know a rough time yeah. in recent years, so they're obviously maybe hoping that this is something that yeah. can. It's, it's got uh, some questionable human rights issues. That is certainly true, um, and um, obviously border issues. Yeah, uh, general government issues. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So um, you won't find me advocating for the Turkish tourism board at any point, but hey, this theme park. Has some cool stuff going on, and yeah, maybe check it out if you're interested. But I certainly, despite my professional obli- or totally non-professional obligation, yeah, completely to, amateur <laughs> obligation to uh, travel to theme parks and whatnot, I am not personally itching to go. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, give it uh, let it settle down a bit, government-wise, and <laughs> improve the human rights issues. And yeah, yeah, sure. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. We'll go to your theme park, yeah. in Turkey. Nice. Well, um, yeah, I think that'll just about do it for news, really. As I say, we've got a few trip reports coming up in the next few weeks. Sea Sea World Orlando and Bush Gardens Tampa are ones that we can guarantee will be coming up pretty soon here. A few theme park film reviews to get done as well, Josh. Funnily enough, when we went to see Dumbo, there were two theme park themed ads one was for the Hagrid coaster yep. which was weird and I was kind of hoping the chairs were going to move in time with oh, the action oh that would be good yeah but it didn't and then the other one was a ride about a theme a, a film about a theme park and yeah. I've already forgotten what it's called Wonder Park Wonder Park maybe Wonder something like that yeah it's an animated film looked kind of strange but again out of purely amateur obligation we're going to have to see it I'm afraid yeah so we've we, made we this bed now. We definitely won't look like predators when we rock up to see that on a yeah. Saturday afternoon. Mm. But hey. We've made our bed. Indeed. But until then, <laughs> you can keep up to date with what we're doing during the week in between episodes by following us on Instagram. We are at Park Rush Podcast. I have to hold my hands up and say it's slowed down somewhat this week as... Yeah, I'm you, not in Florida you, you anymore. You went absolutely mad while you were in Florida. I did. And um, then, uh, people who follow us got very good value out of that account for a little while there, but yeah. things have, have slowed down a little bit. Maybe you, I've, you I've got to, more photos that I took. You need to learn to budget your uh, your uh, uploads. Yes, I do. 
I don't, we need to hire a social media producer or social media executive. I mean, that is uh, one of many Instagram pages that I have access to. Oh, so, so you're some, something of an Instagram pro. Yes. Oh, fair. Fair. Maybe you should take more responsibility for it. Well, maybe. Yeah. I don't have any pictures, so that is a problem. Fair enough. Um, you can also email us uh, with your comments, questions, queries. It's podcast at parkrush.com. For a back catalogue of all our episodes up until now, you can find us at parkrush.com. And of course, every episode is available on your podcast app of choice. Oh, yeah. Whether you're on iOS or Android. So do check us out wherever you fancy. Until next week, thanks very much for listening. Goodbye. See ya.